generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Increased awareness of your presence in his life. Increased awareness of your power in her life. 
as this year comes to a close, let them come to a place of heightened revelation. Heightened revelation. Mando Sakaf. Reveal yourself in your splendor, in your glory, in your majesty. Let it not just be another meeting. Let it be the reign of God. Let it be the flow. Pray, Lord, suck my brother with the rain of revelation. Pour out rain, your dew, your rain, your everything I need. Reign of your wisdom, reign of your power, reign of your spirit. Revelation knowledge, revelation power. Everybody, can we sing the rain now? Rain now, 
Let your power flow now. Let your power flow now. Flow Holy now. Spirit, move now. Holy Spirit, move now. Rain on us. refreshing Holy Spirit we know you are here touching our hearts feeling us up overflowing us with your mercy speaking to us painting pictures in our hearts Thank you. The Holy Spirit is in here. He's touching. He's feeling. He's healing. He's strengthening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's lifting burdens. You came with a burden on your heart. He's lifting that worry. Is lifting that care, is lifting the doubt, is lifting the load. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We honor your majesty. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we worship. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Shake somebody, hug somebody, tell them God is here with you, for you, and in you. In you, with you, for you. All right, let's look at this. Joshua chapter 3, I'm going to teach and exhort this morning. Joshua chapter 3, I want to help us prepare for the new year before the crossover service. All right, so let's go. The word says from verse 1, let's read a count of 3 to 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and the set out from Acacia grew and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before the crossed over. So it was, can I hear more voices? Now the officers went through the camp, and the commander of the people said, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders. Can I prophesy in 2020, the Lord will do wonders amongst you. That amen was quite good, but it can be better. That was like a 30-fold amen. Can we take it a 60-hundred-fold? In 2020, you will see the wonders of God among you. The Bible says, unto us a child is born, a son is given, 
and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be what? Wonderful. The name of Jesus. If you are a Jesus carrier, your life should be wonderful. Because if you are carrying a lot of eba, will you feel heavy or not? If you are carrying a lot of protein like egg and, and beans and all of that, are you likely to feel some way or not? If you are carrying Jesus, should you feel wonderful or not? Your days of ordinariness are over. The days where people question your commitment to God and ask, what's this even all about? In 2020, there will be visible signs, wonders, testimonies, advancements, progress, enlargement concerning your life. If it's not you I'm talking to, please don't respond or react wonderfully. But if it's you I'm talking about, can your amen be loud, strong, convincing, bold, enduring? Let this house be a house of wonders. Can we pray in just 30 seconds that in 2020, the wonders of God will be unveiled amongst us. Wonders of healing miracles, wonders of provision, wonders of expansion, wonders of insight, wonders of revelation. I'm trusting God that in 2020, somebody here will design an app that will save stress, that will reduce waste across the land. Let inventions, innovations come out of us. Let creative ideas come out of us. Let patent-worthy inventions come out of us. Let copyrighted projects come out of us. Let there be wonders amongst us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now, it's interesting that it says tomorrow the Lord will do wonders amongst you. That is, is given, right? This is a prophecy. This is a declaration. He didn't say pray so that the Lord will do wonders. In fact, he does not even say sanctify yourself so that the Lord will do wonders. He's not saying that the wonders are predicated on you separating yourself or setting yourself or sanctifying yourself. In other words, whether you sanctify yourself or not, God is resolved to do the wonders. However, the purpose of the wonders might be aborted if you are not ready for it. It's like me saying, Olusha, I'm going to give you $100,000 tomorrow. You don't believe it. Look at somebody say, he wasn't set. If I say tomorrow I'm going to give you a million dollars, I know I have. She's already receiving it. And I say that and I say, you know what? Go and open um, a dumb account. Go and open a dumb account. Whether she opens the dumb account or not, am I ready to release it? Will it make sense to her? Will it have a place to land? There are many of us, God has given us prophecies and promises, but we have not taken the posture for the prophecy. We've not taken the posture for the promise. We, have not, we are not set. How many of us know that when you were in school, there were certain exams you were very eager about? You were excited about the exams. And generally, those exams were the ones that you were ready for. Now, in fact, those ones that you were ready for, you felt like they were not ready for you. They didn't know about, about it. Those are the ones that you ask for extra shits. Right? You were ready. You were ready, you were set, and so you could take it on. 
Can I propose to you that most people enter into a new year without being ready for it? Most people enter into a new season of their lives without being set for it. Now what happens when you sit on a chair that is not set? What happens? Tell me. Now, can I even ask you a question? Is it possible to sit on a chair that is not set? Is it possible? What's likely to happen? Either you fall or you'll be uncomfortable. Have you seen those things that may like three legs? And then your own leg becomes the fourth one. Sort of like sitting like this. And that's how many of us have lived our years. We always live relying on God and then relying on our own plans. Because we're not set. Now whether you like it or not, God has great things for us in 2020. But God wants you to be set. Look at somebody say get set. What happens when you're flying? Some of you, you've traveled by air. Some of you traveled by air this year several times. And if you do a long-haul flight, maybe 16-hour flight, connecting, seven hours, eight hours, long flight, you know you can sit in there and after a while, you start feeling some pain around your back, around your neck, or around what else? Your body parts. So what are some of the things you can do to avoid that? The way you sit or the way you are set in the seat. Whenever you are not set, it results in pain. Whatever you are not ready for will have a painful experience or you have a painful experience of. You're not ready for the exams, it's going to be painful. You're not ready for marriage, marriage will be painful. You're not ready for business, what's going to happen? Did anybody ever start any business and you're like, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. Come on, raise your hand. Oh, raise your hand. You know, because there's a difference between having the business plan on paper. Are you aware of that? The when you have the business plan on paper, you don't put traffic inside. So God wants us to be set. Here's what it said to them. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. In verse 1, if you go there real quick, the word says that Joshua rose early. Part of being set is being proactive. What happens many times is that many people start the year late. Some people start the year when it's third week in, in January. They're like, oh, I need to go for a goal mastery class. Go, go set and master class. Can you go to verse 1 real quick? It's that Joshua rose early. He took up responsibility. He did not wait for somebody to come and cajole him, motivate him, get him on track. He rose early to that thing. What is God saying to you concerning 2020? How are you responding to it? Are you waiting till there is clarity? One of the signs, one of the things about rising up early is that when you rise up early, the sun is not shining its full strength. So Joshua rising up early means that Joshua took action before he had full light. And some of you, you're not taking steps. You're waiting till noon where there is no shadow at all. But God wants you to take responsibility with the light that you have. And as you walk in that light, it gives you greater light. But observe the next line. It says, and they set out. Somebody say set. Set out. How many of you remember when we were uh, little boys, some of you still do it for pastime, 
So you have this community soccer fiesta or soccer fest. And then all the boys on the streets come around and then we'll play sets. You played it last week? Not quite, but you know it very well. Your brother used to play it a lot. You played it, Super Falcons. <laughs> right? So you play set. And what does that mean? The four or five people will form a team. This is talking about order. This is talking about alignment. This is talking about putting yourself together. Why? Because sometimes it makes no difference how talented or gifted you are. If you're not in the right set, you can't win the game. God wants us to be set. So quickly, I'm going to give us four major things that God wants us to set. Number one, set your intentions. Set your intentions. That's the very first thing. Set your intentions. We're going to read something real quick. If you can go real quick to the book of. I'm trying to see what to jump over. All right, let's go. Luke chapter 14, 26 to 33. Luke 14, 26 to 33. Here's Jesus speaking now. Look at what it says. Help us media. Try to be faster than that. If anyone comes to me. And does not hate his father and mother. I'm going to explain that. Wife and children, brothers and sisters. Look at your neighbor. Say, this one is tough. This is Jesus speaking now. How can he say, I hate my brother, hate my father, hate my brother, hate my sister? And he said, and yes, if he does not hate his own life too, he cannot be my disciple. Now, let me just explain this before I get to the next, next part. When it says, if anyone does not hate brother, sister, father, mother, he's not saying you should have negative thoughts or emotions or evil intentions against your family members. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying comparatively. The original text is a comparative experience. He is saying that your love for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister should look like hatred when compared to your love for God. Oh, come on, people. Some of you are like, ah, I've never started. Pretty much. <laughs> He's saying that the way you carry God on your head the way you desire him, the way you long for him, the way you trust him, the way you depend on him, it should make it look as if you don't even love your family members, even though you do love your family members. How do I know that the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself? That means they expect us to love our family members. But it's saying comparatively. Now, why am I saying this? Watch this. How many of you actually studied a course in the university because your parents wanted you to? Raise your there are more hands. Your uncle, sorry, more people say initially. What that is initially? <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> mid course. You studied a course at some point because your parents told you to study. Just because you didn't want it, you didn't love it, you didn't understand it, but you honored your parents. Now, what Jesus is saying is when I tell you to do something, 
Do it faster than you would do it when your parents say you should do something, even when you don't understand it. So concerning 2020, for some of you, all the plans you've written, you need to go and tear it. Some, not all. Because Jesus said, you must hate your own life. Progress on earth without God is still demotion in the spirit. It says, hate your life. In other words, when it comes to your future, your plans, your goals, it does not start with what you want. It starts with what God wants. Because there's a generation that only gleans of ideas from Instagram to set their life ambition. Look at somebody and say, he's not talking about me. <laughs> but you look like he's talking to you. <laughs> That's what he's talking about there. But it says, which one of you wants to? Whoever does not bear his cross and does not come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you? Now the next line is important. Which one of you? What's the next line? For which of you? Which of you? intending to build a tower does not first of all <laughs> so the first thing God wants us to set is our what intentions why because if you don't set your intentions you become a victim of contention and what happens many times is that there are so many people who are running after wishes, but they are not progressing on the purposes and the plans of God. Why? Because they have not, first of all, sat down, intending to build a tower. They do not, first of all, sit down. Now, here's what the word says in the book of Psalms. It says that which one of you wants to build a tower? Rather, he said, except the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that build it except the lord watches over a city they watch it in vain now compare every life to a building lives are buildings human lives are buildings the bible says that you are lifeless stones being built onto a spiritual house talking about the body of christ but let me also propose to you that your own life is a building and it's going to be a tragedy for you to be building something that god has not designed for you to be because one of the reasons people were stressed in 2019 is you were trying to build a house that God was not involved in. Oh yes. And this one person hears me. You are trying to replicate the house you saw in your village in the city that God has called you to. And so it was stressful. And for some people you eventually fabricated prophecies that God did not give you. <laughs> you claimed it and proclaimed it don't claim it if he has not proclaimed it which one of you who intends to build a tower can I also pray for somebody that your life will not end up as a face me I slap you when God wants to build into a skyscraper So the way I start by setting my intentions, my intentions don't start with me. It's good to see you guys. They don't start with me. My intention starts with God. David put it this way. All my days are written in your book. That means before you set goals, 
You have to look into God's book and say, God, what exactly are you saying? When Jesus comes in the book of Hebrews, he says, Lo, I come in the volume of your book. It is written of me, O God. In other words, I didn't just come. I didn't just appear based on my giftings and my abilities. I came based on what God had written concerning me. In 2020, you will not dilly-dally. You will not wander around. You will not miss your way. You will not lose track. Your feet, your steps are ordered by God in the name of Jesus. I wish I had somebody with greater energy levels in this place. I said you will not miss your way in 2020. Your intentions are fixed on God. You will not invent prophecies. Your ears will incline to the voice of God. And you will know exactly what God is saying. Every day of your life, you will be written off God's journal, God's diary, God's book. And you will be walking in line with the will of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I proclaim concerning you, you are not dabbling anymore. You are not wandering anymore. You will not do irreversible anymore. You are soft-footed. You are ascending. You are rising. You are stepping in the right direction. But don't forget what it says. If you intend to build a tower, what's the first thing you must do? If you want to build a hut, you can be running up and down. If you want to build, build a bungalow, you can do it on the go. But if what you want to build is going to last... He says the first thing is not building. The first thing is sitting down. And some of you this festive season, you've not had time to sit down. Party after party. Because there are many things God will not show you until you first of all sit down. Don't forget what it was. When they were in the wilderness, when they were in the wilderness and they lacked bread, and Jesus said to them, go find what you have. They came and of bread and two fish. What did he say? He said, cause the multitude to sit down on the grass. Because there are many who are running after bread instead of sitting. If you sit, the bread will come and look for you. And some of you, if only you had spent half the time that you used running from office to office, knocking until your knuckles started bleeding. Spent half that time sitting with God interfacing with God you can let the bungalows builder keep running but who's ready to build a tower who's going to build something that will outlast outlive them who's going to build something that will be a source of attraction to the nations of the earth and nations will flock to it and you will say this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our sight who's ready to build a tower tower builders are not in a hurry to be seen heard known connected to you first of all have to Sit down. And there's a generation that struggles with sitting. Yeah. We're so restless. Uh, Anybody ever notice that? So people are so restless. Just didn't want to sit. You're always going out. And as you are going out, you're going out of God's purpose for your life. Let's go. You're going. Let's go. You're going. Look at someone say sit down. You see, because if you are not set, you will give false information. Yeah. Have you ever looked at a watch that was not set properly? Yeah. Even though it was ticking, it was telling the wrong time. Yeah. Some of you, your lives are telling the wrong message because you've not sat down to be set. Do you know that Paul, who is the greater, greatest expositor in the New Testament, 
The word tells us that he did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. He separated himself and went to the wilderness of Arabia. Do you know between the time that Paul was converted and when he entered mainstream ministry, somewhere between 10 and 15 years? Are you, are you getting that? But for some of us, the first revelation you have, you started <laughs> online international. Look at somebody say, sit down. Sit until the bugs begin to bite. Sit until the grass begins to spike. Sit until, I was going to say something else. But sit down. What's pinching you? Let it pinch you. But sit until God says stand. In Joshua chapter 3, the Bible says when you see the ark moving, that's when you move. There's a generation that is moving based on frustration. So you're moving to Canada. And then you go there and the can is harder. I'm not saying don't move to Canada. Please move. By all means, the earth is the Lord's. You can never move. Anyway, what? I don't want to say something. But if the ark is not moving in that direction, you will soon be saying, hark, hark, hark. <laughs> Triple hark. I tell you, the words in Joshua chapter 3 says, when you see the ark moving, in other words, the leading of God, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? Could it be possible that you can be God's fan and not be God's disciple? You're a fan. You like his posts. His position on things. Look at somebody say, sit down. When you sit and you allow time pass. You know, sometimes your eyes are not clear. So your eyes are doing bye-bye. Because you want to do it bye-bye. Your eyes are not clear. Sometimes you're high on your emotions and you say, I'm in love. Anybody got that? He says, sit down. And what's it going to do? Count the cost. How many of you know, watch this, that it's difficult for me to count number of people here if I'm moving around this way? Are you aware of that? That I have a better chance of standing here and Counting more accurately from where I'm standing than when I'm on the move. Are you aware of that? The things that God wants to do in your life will cost something. But your intentions must be clear. What should be the primary intention of the believer? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then God begins to show you your part in the program. Your role in the big picture. In January, I'm going to teach on God's big picture. What's this all about? What's redemption about? What's salvation about? What are the gifts of the Spirit all about? What are angels all about? What, why do you have family, spiritual and otherwise? Set your intentions. He said, lest whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it, what would they do? They begin to mock him, saying... This man began to build and was not. How many of you know that there are things or relationships or projects in your life that you, you looked at and said, ah, this thing is easy. And then you got involved. You're like, I can't handle this. Yeah. 
because you didn't sit down to count the cost. It's going to cost you something. Number two, not only does God want us to set our intentions, he wants us to set our affections. Because your intention talks about what is the picture, what is the assignment, what is the mandate, what is the goal. Your goal should be an echo of God's goal. Your goal should not be designed to impress your friend, Pepe, your father. They are not rice. Or stew. Stew everywhere. <laughs> right? It should be as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Then you download that from the place of prayer. Now once you've done that, you now need to set your affections. High five yourself and say, damn Lola, set your affections. <laughs> Colossians 3, 1 to 4. We might go beyond 4. But Colossians 3, 1 to 4. This is what it said. If then you were raised with Christ, what should you seek? Seek those things which are above. Where Christ is. Seated. Seated. At the right hand of God. What's the next line? Set your mind. Another one says. Affections. On things above. Why? It's not, on, not on things on the earth. Why? For you died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, what will happen? Do you know the truth about life of a believer? The life of a believer is actually not constructed. It is unveiled. Your life is not something you integrate, synthesize, put together, construct. It is something that you unpack. Why? Because your life is already in Christ. So the believer is more of a statue being carved out of wood than he is a Lego house being built with bricks. The you that you are is being brought out of Christ. It's being unveiled. And that's why many times your own plans, agenda, struggles, ideas, those things, they fall apart. Why? Because they are not rooted in Christ. So it's saying that anything that I'm seeking, I'm desirous, it cannot be whiskeyed that is inspiring my life. Come on, people. It cannot be Davido that is inspiring my life. Davido. When I carry the son of David, the root of Jesus. It cannot be that. Why? Because the things that they can inspire me to have are material things. They're time bound things. They're perishable things. They're going to pass away. The people that should inspire my life are people who are working out progressively the purposes and the plans of God for their life. Can I just say a prayer for you? That in 2020 you'll be surrounded by people who are passionate about God's presence, his power, and his purposes. And not people who are interested in your pants, 
your purse and your platforms I pray for you in the name of Jesus everybody who's up to no good may the Lord reveal and expose them to you so you can shine the light of the gospel to them you will not become a victim of earthly ambitions your affections will be set in the name of Jesus high five somebody says set your affections if anybody around you is acting dull, maybe there is something wrong with your own fire. Nobody around you is allowed or permitted to look dull. Slap somebody a high five and say, set your affections. Do you know why you need to set your affections? Your affections can be like jelly or custard. You know, if you put custard on a flat surface, what happens? Blah. Pop. What happens? Blah. Talk to me, guys. Gel, what happens? If you put them in a bowl or a bucket, what do they take? The form of the bucket. Your affections are so fluid that you can be saying, I love you forever to God now. And three hours after the service, you can see a guy or a girl. And even though you are still singing, I love you forever, the object of your affection has shifted. Who knows what I'm saying? Oh, the truth tellers are on that side. Who knows what I'm talking about? Your affections can be so fluid that the intensity of this message, you have made certain decisions, but by Tuesday, you have done counter decisions, but you are going to set. To set means that you tell your affections you are not allowed to pass this level. You can admire but not lust. You can be angry, but you don't sin. Oh, come on, somebody. You can withhold, but not more than it needs. To set means you have guiding parameters. In other words, you would say to yourself, 24 hours cannot go without me reading my Bible. That's what it means to set it. Because if you don't set it, it will flow anywhere. It will spill all over. It will scatter. And you will say, I didn't know I could go that far. Why? Because your hormones have no respect for your anointing. They have respect for discipline. Come on, people. Can I preach right now? David was a man after God's heart. But his private path went into public places. Because he did not set his affair. Can I preach to somebody right now? If you have not built the tabernacle of David, you can still miss it. Even if you have built the tabernacle of David, you can still miss it. Somebody shout, set it, set it, set it. When you set the alarm clock, what happens? It begins to ring a bell. When you set parameters for your affection, when you are about to break the hedge, an alarm begins to ring in your spirit and you know you are about to go, who am I speaking to right now? A part of your brain will say, that guy is a troublesome boy. That, that, that's trouble. Start going to your house right Those of you who are quiet, suspect. You don't want to set you must set it go to three people high five them and say set your affections set 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 media please write it out in full set your intentions set your affections some of you didn't stand get up out of your seat go more like get out of your seat alfred cougar fatima hope set 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 no roaming intentions, no roaming affections, no wandering affection. Set, 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 set.
your affections set your affections set set it set it set it set it some of you need to reset it you know when you set your wristwatch there's some watches that work with your body temperature so your watch used to work before and then what happened you put it somewhere in your drawer dresser wherever you you kept it and then it stopped working many times this happens to us spiritually when God has connected us to a body and we separate ourselves from the body from the gathering of the saints some of our spiritual and emotional batteries will stop ticking you are in a drawer of isolation so your watch is not working and you can't even tell the time spiritually God is saying this I say eh God but guess what the moment you wear the watch again, connects with the body, and you wind it a little bit. Have you noticed sometimes when you've been disconnected for a while, you come, you're not fitting in as much as you should, but if you stay in there, and you wind it a little bit, and you pray a little bit, and you worship a little bit, what happens? Your clock will begin to tick again. I don't know who's felt disconnected, who's felt out of order, but in the next two days, three days, one week, two weeks, your spiritual engines are going to begin to tick and grind again in the name of Jesus Christ who am I speaking to people I said your spiritual engines will begin to tick again you will begin your heart will begin to beat again your passions will begin to flow again you the life of God on the inside of you that seemed to have been covered by layers of emotionalism and self-centeredness will begin to rise again if you believe a shot yes Set your affections. Set your affections. When you were in euphoria with that guy or that girl, as blood was flowing to a certain part of your body, that blood was leaving this brain part. So the brain was not thinking as straight. Even though the brain is not gay. But it's I was not thinking as straight. They didn't get that. It's okay. <laughs> but guess what? What do you think? In your mind, you felt this was your life. This boy is my life. I can't do without him. Seven years later, you see him and you hiss. Some of you, God. If you don't give me this particular brand of car, 2014, I won't serve you again. 2014, you didn't get the car. 2015 is God, I'm giving you another chance. <laughs> God, you can, you can save yourself the embarrassment. How can God's veracity be limited to a car? That people who have no idea, knowledge of God can give you a hundred off. In fact, the card you are using all of your faith to get was designed by an adult worshipper, a son worshipper. Most of the car companies, the CEOs, MDs, they worship the son. You now want to reduce, can you see the God you are, you are serving? <laughs> Look at your name and say, which of these gods are you serving? <laughs> he said, I'm able to do. So, the desire, or rather the discipline of the believer, is not to set your affections on the things that have been promised. 
but on the one who has promised. Because he's able to do it anyhow he chooses. Whenever he chooses. Using any format he chooses. Some of us, we've set our affections on God conditionally. That's like loving somebody as long as they buy you a phone. That's spiritual prostitution. God is not in a transactional exchange with us. Look at someone says, set your affections, I gotta go. Number three, set your face. This next two are gonna be very practical. And we're gonna take one or two prophetic actions. Isaiah 57 to 8. Set your face. Some of us, our faces are all over the place. Everything is getting your attention. And when everything gets your attention, you soon end up in detention. Everything is happening there. Ah! It's happening there. This one's happening. Flight time is flying away your time. Ah, it's happening. Megan the stallion is riding. Let's go and ride with her. So, some of you are too saved to be culturally in touch. You are, as in, you are the person, you are tossing like the waves of the sea. Set your face. Isaiah chapter 57 to 8. He says, for the Lord God will help me. Is that somebody's? Is that somebody's faith being announced there? Somebody say, the Lord will help me. At the beginning of this service, this second service, the Lord said, I should just make this a prophecy. He says, I should tell somebody, and that somebody could be somebody's, that concerning that issue that is dwarfing you, that opposition, that terrible case scenario, God will help you. This is not general encouragement, even though it can encourage us, but it is a word for certain people here who are on the brink of shameful outcomes. You will not be put to shame. The Lord will help you. Shagun, the Lord will help you. Dad, the Lord will help you. Now, because the Lord will help me, Isaiah chapter 57 to 8, verse 7. For the Lord God will help me. What's the next line there? He says, I will not be disgraced. Hey! Some people who have made comments about your life, about your health, about your body, about your spirituality, I want you to know this, you will not be disgraced. Remember, you will not be disgraced. Therefore, what have I done? Now, when, when God spoke to Joshua and said, sanctify yourselves, who was going to sanctify them? Here, when it says, I'll set my faith. Now, in Colossians as well, when it says, set your affections, who's going to do it? When it says, set your face, what's going to happen? I'm the one. God has set the prophecy. God has set the promise. I set the intentions. 
in line with his direction. I set my affections. I set my face. Now, what's a flint? A flint is a sharp rock. It's like a cotton device made out of stone. And it's pointed. It's targeted. It's directed. It is not flying all over the place. If you're going to cut through the things God has for you in 2020, you cannot be a distracted human being. Human being. purpose. <laughs> what have I done? I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me, who will contend with me. Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near me. Surely the Lord will help me. What does it mean to set your face? As you begin to pray over the next two, three days and God makes it clear to you what he wants you to focus on, stop allowing what other people are doing to distract you from your calling. Face your assignment. Face your assignment. Why am I speaking about people going up and about, up and about? When you check the timeline of history, and check the, the Bible, look through the Bible, there has to be a season of separation where people have limited access to you for you to hear clearly the intentions and the plans of God, the agenda of God for your life. You cannot see, God said this to me, he said many people are available because they are not available. Many people are too available because they are not available. And some people are not available because they are too available. What does that mean? The reason you are not available in the places that matter is that you are too available in the places that don't. And the reason you are not available in the places God has sent you to is because you are being too nice and too naive. I'm not talking about wickedness. I'm talking about focus. About focus about focus set your face can you look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and tell that person set your face like a flint if everything is calling your attention if you stop by to attend to everything you might not get where God has taken you to as I'm walking just be calling call, call my name uh, uh. Guess what's happening? My mind is too filled with my name that I have no space for my mission. I become so distracted. It says, set your face if you're going to cut through things. If you're going to break through things, you cannot be a distracted person. Some of you, if you're going to be honest with yourself in 2019, you attended too many programs. Oh, who wants to be honest? Can, can I even just announce to some people here, and this is selective, I need the divine wisdom to embrace this. There are certain weddings you attended this year that you could have just packaged the money for the Ashwebi and the time and given the people. Oh, come on. Um, can, can I speak? Because see, going out is not just about going out. See, if you go out, it's not just how you went out. Let me do the economics of a social outing for you. First of all, you have mind share that goes into thinking about what you're going to wear. 
How you're going to paint your face for ladies? Do your hair. Okay, can I talk to some? Some of you know this truth. Like, like this is right on your page. So the thinking takes about two hours. Face painting, nail cutting, hair weaving, another two or so hours. Then traffic, depending on where you are. Either it's traffic or traffics. Because at some point, there's an S behind the CK. At some point, CKS is replaced with XXX traffics. At the end of the day, you spend about 10 hours. Now, of course, if it's family, close friends, close intimate friends. But not my cousin's friend's girlfriend is getting married. My nephew's business partner. And then do the economics of the hair. You make the hair, I don't know, 7,000, 10,000, or paint the face, 5,000. Transport. Don't they paint the face? Uber. Because you can't jump on the bus, right? Look at somebody and say, set your face. Set your face. Set your face. Some of you are praying, Lord, send me money. But you don't know that he did because you spent all the money on makeups. Do the math, people. 5,000 every weekend. And you do that 30 weekends a year, 300,000 there. Plot of land in Ogo State. But you didn't know because it was just 5K. It was even 2K, 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 2K. You didn't know that. Set your face. And number four, set your foot. Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. It says, wherever the sole of your foot shall tread upon. In other words, wherever you set the sole of your foot. Can you help me on the keyboard of Madonna? Because what has happened to some of us is we have the right intentions. We got it right. And can you use it as a checklist to review this year? You have the right affections. You are, you're not wasting your emotions. See, setting your affections is not just about preventing your heart from lust and all of that. It's also about hanging around relationships that are not going anywhere. See, you're wasting lyrics that you should devote to your wife. On Snapchat, TikTok, TikTok, you're on TikTok. And your destiny clock is going tick-tock. So sorry about that. <laughs> Spoiling table. Some of them even know what tick-tock is. Time. Time. Affections. Pull yourself together. Please. Don't let your emotions be like a local line on an international flight. Roaming. Set it. Set it. Then set your foot. Let's know what you're working on. Set your foot. God said wherever the sole of your foot. God may call you to land, but it starts with one land. Wherever the sole of your foot. Question is, some folks are doing tap dancing in the spirit. So their legs are on different things. 
So we don't know what to give them. <laughs> all of them. They can't manage all of them because they can't even manage their two legs. So how can they manage? Wherever the soul of your foot, somebody says, set your foot. In other words, 2020, you must be a person. After you've received the intention, set your affections, you've set your face, you must now begin to move. You must begin to move. I pray as I close this afternoon that the grace and the wisdom to operate at this level, with this level of clarity and precision be unlocked for you. Let grace be multiplied for you. Let grace be multiplied for you in the name of Jesus. You will not roam around. You will not check this out and check that out until you check out. You are set on course in the name of Jesus. Can we stand and pray in just one minute? You can pray in your understanding. You can pray in the spirit. But pray through those four things. Some of you, the Lord is calling you into this family to set you in this family, this spiritual family. Some of you, you're in between churches, you're in transition. Maybe you've been out of church for a long time, a long time. And God is saying to you, I want to be set in this house. If you're one of those people, please make sure you see me before you leave. I'd like to meet you personally. For all of us, can we pray? 2020 I will leave it out of God's book I won't leave them on my terms I will leave them leave it based on God's terms somebody shout not another wasted year not another wasted somebody shout I'm set to soar open your mouth and pray louder Shako Tazadus Zalios 45 more seconds. I set my face like a fleet. I set my face like a fleet. Hallelujah. I set my face like a fleet in the name of Jesus. Let's raise our hands to the Lord. Take a prophetic action. If you can just take some steps, as, as many as you can where you are. Take those steps. As you take those steps, the Lord will paint some pictures in your mind. Possess those spaces. Possess those spaces. The Lord will help you. The Lord will help you. The Lord will help you. In Jesus' name we've prayed. I'm going to make some declarations in just about 30 seconds. I wanted to shout a thunderous amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for life and strength. I proclaim concerning your people that there's an explosion of grace. It is one thing to hear. It's one thing to be convicted. It's another thing to be endowed with the grace to carry it out. Lord, 
especially for those who are like i know i should make changes but i don't know how i don't know how i can't help myself let there be a release of uncommon grace in the name of jesus the things that tie down your wings in 2019 bad habits bad intentions uh affections that went astray we cut them off in the name of Jesus your intentions are pure you see the plan of God for your life you know what to do you take the right steps your affections will no longer go haywire for anybody with wandering eyes wandering affections anybody whose emotions are latched onto the wrong people people who are loving married men married women who are craving people that you've not given to them lord this moment by the judgment of the son of the spirit we free them now in the name of jesus every entanglement and soulish desire every sensual attachment everything in the spiritual or soulish realm that is keeping men bound in cycles women held in a loop i break them free from such in the name of jesus we will build the tower that you have for us we set our faces we are focused and not distracted the lord wants me to tell somebody you are on the brink of that breakthrough you will not turn back in the day of battle you are on the brink of that breakthrough i proclaim it's not too late before this year is over in the next 40 hours the miracles you've been waiting on that are apportioned to you you will receive in the name of jesus i got a terrific Christmas gift, terrific, just, just, just very weird, strange gift I got. May you begin to receive gifts of that order. In the name of Jesus, you enter 2020 strong, bold, clear, clear, clear vision, clear vision. Somebody give God praise. Put those hands together, open up your mouth, throw back your head, shout! Hallelujah! High five somebody, tell him we're leaping and soaring. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.